0: Hi, I'm Rory Holland, Founder and CEO at Customer. Hi, I'm Dan Ocock,
1: I'm the Brand Strategist and Brand Identity Designer at Customer.
0: Welcome to Wealth and Worth, a podcast mini-series that we've developed here at Customer that explores how to elevate your financial or fintech business through effective branding. That's right. We're going to delve
1: deep into the process. We're going to share insights, tips, and some stories from both of our experiences in the world of finance and branding.
0: Episode five. Dan, you want to describe this one for the listeners? Yeah, I can do. First up, episode
1: five, Rory, I actually can't believe we've bagged five first of all (laughs) kudos to us eh (laughs) um yeah we've got uh, it just kind of like draws the mini series if you like to an end so this episode is all about that finishing touch the memorable brand logo that you want for your business what's that got in it and what is that all about what makes a good logo you know there's plenty of them out there good ones bad ones How do we design one that not only do we fall in love with, but one that means a lot, uh, one that will resonate and has all those qualities and hallmarks of a logo that should stand the test of time?
0: Yeah. And uh, design, you know how design is just one piece of it, but I think you said a good word. That's mean. And what does it mean for someone and how do we, how do you design a brand? And when we're talking about the finishing touches here, kind of bringing it all together in an actual logo or identity design, how do we create a design that means something to people? Well,
1: before we get deep, let me just, I guess, frame for people where that logo sits within a brand. So there's a common mistake with people that when they hear the word brand, they think of their logo as their brand. So I need, I need a new brand design. And that's a term that I hear, or we hear quite a bit. I'm sure you have as well. And, and that logo that they are thinking of as their brand is just one part of that brand ecosystem, if you like we talked in previous episodes, Rory, about the logo being um, the face of the brand, and we've compared the brand, a brand, to a person. And that's what I wanna make sure that people understand on this episode, when because we're talking about a logo, it's just that piece, that key part, that face of a person, the face of the brand. So when you say a person's name, you think of their face. When someone says your business name, you need them to visualize that, that logo subliminally. Do you come across it where people get that confused between, uh, you know, that confusion between this is my logo, but it's part of my brand.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. And I think, in you know, prior episodes, we talked about skipping steps and going right to design, but, but skipping foundational work and actually sh- creating the brand strategy first. So we won't, don't have to go on to all that today, but yeah, indeed, I hear that all the time.
1: Yeah. And when you have a business, whether it's existed, you know, six months, six years, what we've covered in those previous episodes, go back and listen if you haven't, the steps that you should have gone through to define why your business exists should be reflected somewhat or could actually could is probably a better word than should could be reflected through a cleverly designed logo. Mm. And what do I mean by clever Rory? Well, there's different ways to interpret that through design. So a clever design could be a visual Um, approach a style Um, as designers we could use things like negative space to kind of knock out a section of a logo and make it look part of something else a great example would be a letter a Um, you know in the letter a capital you have that triangle which is knocked out in the middle if you were designing a logo that needed a letter a you can use that space to be clever mm-hmm. and make sure that it looks like an A, but kind of looks like something else. Mm-hmm. Um, we were chatting just before and we had a good example. I actually completely fluked it by saying the word, the letter A, but we, <laughs> we've got a brand, haven't we, Rory, that, that we did with um, letter A's. I don't know if you've got the screen to bring it up and show.
0: Folks. Yeah, I do. Let's, uh, let's talk about that one. Here we go. and
1: so this yeah i mean when i talk about a clever logo this is an example so advice by athena take the two a's of advice and athena and tie that into what we'd worked on with them as in terms of their brand strategy and the fact that they are that advisor that guide that if you like senior figure the owl um the the greek terminology athena had an owl that followed her um sat on a I don't know if it was a shield I can't remember now but bringing that owl and the two A's together to create a logo and that's one way that you can be clever with a logo we got good we got some um, good reception with this one didn't we absolutely been well yeah. received
0: and some success for this for this business so
1: yeah so when I talk about being clever with a logo, being visually clever is, is one way that we can do that. Um, obviously, we've got that center, I'm kind of pointing at the screen, but we've got the centers of those A's, is the eyes of the owl. And at the same time, the points of the A um, are actually the ears as well. And mm-hmm. then the divide, that tiny little beak of the of the owl as well. So we create something that at first glance, people might say, I really like the owl for your logo really clever I like that but let's say five minutes or in a conversation later or even a month later you come back to say it's two A's mm-hmm. I get it and it's in those moments that a kind that a logo makes an impact on someone's mind and it stays in their mind
0: mm-hmm. do you know what I mean I do yeah absolutely and so how did do, how does one arrive like, what is the process that folks go through, that you go through with, with our clients and and financial brands to arrive at something meaningful and memorable like advice by Athena?
1: We lock ourselves in a room and we just get creative. <laughs> no, we don't. There's, there's, a, there's a number of stages. I, I wanted to highlight a few of them um, to folk, um, just to sort of, I mean, if you're doing your own logo design in-house or if they're listening and thinking, well, what do they do? One of the first things, Rory, is just to do a bit of research and have a look at what is out there in the marketplace. And perhaps saying marketplace is a little bit too specific. Um, I say that because one thing you don't want to do is create a logo like everyone else's, or that's my opinion. So when I say research, we could be researching a, a, a different niche um, that would give us the feeling or a way to express ourselves in the way that that brand needs. So if we have, we've got a couple of more examples that I'm going to ask you to pull up in a second, but there's two banks that I can think of that um, go about presenting their logo in a completely different way style um the two banks are uk well one's a uk brand it's lloyd's bank and the other bank um, is an online bank called monzo and when i was talking then about research if i'm researching bank brands they could more than likely appear in some of my searches and they are you know i'm looking at them going well they're completely different but if we look at and we're researching more of a maybe that word fintech comes into it but the brands that are younger and sit there as these um up and coming vibrant you know i don't know any more buzzwords than that but the 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 brands and the banks that are much newer compared to lloyd's which is a very traditional brand we get two different ways that We can look at, you know, span out from those, if you like. We could look at more modern. We could look at more classic, something that's got much more heritage embedded in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to bring those up, Rory, just to kind of show people what I was rabbiting on about there.
0: Yeah, you want to look at Lloyd's? Yeah, let's show Lloyd's first. Yes, I've got Lloyd's website here.
1: And as a brand, you know what? I don't actually know how long they've been around but I took my first account out with these guys years back and um, they must have been around for for years since then and that's what they rely on is that brand heritage and that horse the black horse has always been their logo Mm -hmm. and what they do is they bring that logo to life so in the UK we've got various adverts that people will have seen on TV and that horse it's a real black horse and it's running along a beach or going through a, a field. And what happens is there is an, a, an assimilation between trust and the bank and that black horse. And so bringing that back to the logo, when you have a logo like that, and you know, even the size that I'm looking at it on my screen, it's tiny. And yeah, I can't really see all the detail on there, but the pose, the fact that I now know what that horse, like looks like for Lloyd's it's it, you wouldn't need to put that with the, the word in Lloyd's Bank for me to know this mm-hmm. is Lloyd's Bank mm-hmm. and that's actually an important point before we go on to Monzo because I want to say when when designing a logo one of the tests that you should be looking at is could this be recognizable without any wording So could someone take that icon and say, or eventually say, oh yeah, that's, that's Lloyds bank's logo. So an interest in one Lloyds bank.
0: And you mentioned Monzo. So you want to look at, uh, the Monzo card. Is that right?
1: Yeah. As contrast, they're a bank, but they're online. And you'll see with this approach, Their logo completely different.
0: Yeah, let's take a look at Monzo. Make money easy. Yeah. But look, we've
1: got a I mean the colour palette straight away, I don't want to go into colours, but totally fresh, completely vibrant colours. They've got up in the top left their word mark, so that's just a plain text written version of Monzo. Now they do have Um, a stylized letter m there we go you can see on the circle um, for the app on the left Mm. there that's a small version but it's such a bold colorful logo that's now been on my phone for don't know how many years and again that's now become synonymous as monzo's um, identity for me i know what that looks like they've now taken that logo and Stylized it in different colors for different um, tiers of bank accounts or special edition cards. But each time the M stays the same or it has, you know, the same structure so that people know, oh, it's definitely Monzo. Um, I feel like we went kind of on, a, I went on a little bit of a tangent and a little bit of rant about those two brands, Rory, but I just wanted to show them to you because stemming back to where it started, which was talking about doing your research I just wanted to make sure that when people do that, or when we're doing the research, it's important that it's research in the right place and in the right direction, because you can go off and get these two totally different results, right?
0: Yeah. And there, I have another one that I wanted to share, Dan, if you could help me kind of unpack this one a little bit. And yeah, it's, it. it's one that, that you may not know there in the, in your neck of the woods, where I think we talked about today. Um, It's a hot one for you, 82 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, Here in Texas, uh, three figures is kind of what we see throughout the summer. So it's going to be another 105 degree day. So there's a there's a a fan brand that makes me chuckle. And although we're not talking about finance, um, but we are talking about keeping people cool, even at, at gyms and other facilities that might have big areas that need to have air moved. There's a brand I wanted to show you, uh, that, uh, again, kind of makes me chuckle and in in thinking about this episode that we're going to record, what made me chuckle was actually learning for myself that big ass fans logo is indeed a big ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay. This is good. Um, (laughs) It's interesting, let's say that for a start. Um I don't yeah, you're right, I don't know the brand. I think you quickly showed me um
0: This this fan would take up the size of your whole
1: yes, yeah. probably. They were huge, yeah. They were huge fans. Yeah. They were they were big ass fans. But it's an interesting logo from the point of view that you your brain goes to expecting a fan or something air-related or anything but a donkey or an ass if you want to i don't know if they are a different breed or whatever but brilliant because do you know what i'm probably going to remember that logo yeah and that's a great example of taking something literally <laughs> um, and if your brand has been planned right and the strategy is there i mean i don't i haven't delved into their brand but i would hope that that level of it is humor in a way sure comes across in different touch points in their marketing um whether they i would imagine they're really bold as a brand they've got some big solid lines they've got that humor there and so yeah i would hope that would come across and, and in which case it would be it'd be a perfect and well thought out brand for
0: me yeah it's a little tough to have a have a name of a company called big ass fans and not have there's so many directions you could go as far as bringing an identity to that to that so thanks for letting me share that.
1: i also and i actually noticed just before you closed that the the, at first it looks like a a kind of -of run-of-the-mill font but they've stylized some of those cross sections of the a's and i just they were like had a curved bottom and i wondered if or oh, I wanted to believe that those were the same shape as the actual fan blades on the ceilings that they fit, um, but it was like the bottom, or the like the the bottom of the cross section mm-hmm. on the on the A. Look, yeah, those A's. Well you? May- so I don't know what a fan looks like, but I I hope it's the same shape as that.
0: Yeah, it, um, it's interesting enough. It does have a. I don't call it like a sweep of sorts that's, that's, I don't know that it's proprietary, um, but it does have certain sweeps to the fan that maybe Uh was designed to move air better than other fans. Um, But you you can't help but, you can't miss a big ass fan when you're in a gym and you can, or an outdoor facility that has these giant fans on the ceilings here in Texas. If, if it's a big ass fan compared to another, you can't miss it because they also, this y- color yellow and oh, black right. yeah, gets yeah. applied into the actual design of the fans. Oh, and oh we're seeing, oh, we're ac- actually seeing them in, in other local stores like Home Depot and Lowe's, which are local retail outlets for, for home improvement here. In the states, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. so I, I just want to share that because that's one that I'm thinking it's about good. today. I wish I had one of those in my office because it's it's really good. Yeah,
1: yeah, I like that example. Thanks for sharing that one, Rory. Um, so I um, to put it on. I was kind of kick on to this the next steps or what we do when we're looking at creating a new logo or even developing an existing one. Um, pens and paper, Rory. That's the next step. Get a sketch pad out. That's what I like to do. Um, I've got scribblings all over the place. And sometimes a designer's brain just needs those quick movements of pen to go, oh, yeah, that line could join there or that shape could link to that one. It don't have to be a finished piece of art, mm-hmm. just something that makes my brain go, that'll look good, that'll stand out. Let's get it into a design package and start to see if it'll, it'll work. So start with a sketch pad. I'm probably sounding more like I'm advising a designer, but it's what we do, you know, mm. when we're doing nude brands and existing brands, sketch them out and talk through stuff. And once I said, once we get something or that, that I think is viable, I generally will only work in black and white to begin with. So a lot of early designs is just shapes or knocking something out of, of something else to see how it works because if I can get a good shape that's recognizable that's black and white I'm fairly confident once I start to add color that I can do it in a controlled way and it'll be bold and have that that presence um if you like so that I mean those are the those are the next few stages as um, that we would go through I think when you get something that you go. This is the one, which can take a little while. There's no kind of written rule of, you know, it'll take a day. Sometimes, Rory, we've been back to the drawing board with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't work, or we don't feel that it's right, and um, you have to work through that. That's part of that design process. Oh, well, for sure. Because I think, yeah. I think one thing that's important when you design this this new logo. Um, it's, it's got to feel relevant is probably the next point that I wanted to bring up and when I say relevant I mean that it has to be relevant to all all the ideas the values um, and the activities that it's going to represent mm-hmm. so everything that we, you will have been through with us on in terms of strategy this isn't plucked out of thin air you know, and I hinted to it with the Athena one, uh, just scratching the surface there of that owl and why the owl was integral. We, you want that with your your logo, and that's another element of that of being clever with design, Rory. So making sure you can tell a story with a logo, mm-hmm. Well, that's important to people, especially a finance business because. Let's face it, it there's, it's not an exciting subject to talk about that sector. But if you've got some story that, you know, why that business exists and what you stand for and your logo represents it, you, you're going to have something to talk about with people. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, whether you're... An established brand which which brings history and different perspectives and different personalities when you have executive teams and boards potentially that you're that you're working with to develop a a refreshed or refined identity or you're talking about an early stage startup or a middle market company that might want to improve its identity to to really go to the next level yeah yeah i think you're right like there there's so much opportunity to bring Interest and relevance, and a couple of words that come to mind for me is that are so important: credibility and trust. So we we talk about unique and standing out, and like advice by Athena or big ass fans, like on the other side of it, or you know, Lloyd's Bank. It's been around for for many many decades. There is a credibility and trust that is comes out through an identity and, and through the experiences people have with the brand. And we talked a little bit about that in prior episodes in building, the, developing the strategy. And then as we get to a visual identity, there's a lot of work that has to be done to make sure it's cohesive and consistent and does achieve what we want it to achieve, which is to represent the brand in such a way that really builds relationship with the market in an appropriate way and helps them helps financial client our clients stand out in the marketplace because there are so many financial brands out there that look and feel the same
1: yeah absolutely Uh, there's actually two things i want to add on to what you just said there when there is when there are so many other brands out there within that sector the kind of fifth point that i was about to, to bring up and it piggybacks on really well is creating a logo that it is easy to remember. So making sure that you don't overcomplicate it um, and making it memorable. So I think the Big Ass Fans one was a really good example. I'm going to remember it. Um, And it has that potential to stay in my mind, you know, no matter what else I see out there. Mm -hmm. It just resonates and just kind of hits a mark with me because of its humor and its boldness Mm -hmm. and so having that logo that is easy easy to remember very very important the other point that i wanted to say um off the back of 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 the logo um is understanding when we're designing that logo having the foresight to think about what else will partner with that logo because there are a lot of other visual elements creatively that will form as we'd call it that brand identity anything that is representing your brand in the marketplace so what am i talking about i'm talking about um is there is there an accompanying pattern that needs to work with your logo uh, is there going to be a th- Theme for that brand um, you know Lloyd's have got a very distinct green they've probably trademarked their green I wouldn't be surprised if not but that horse is one of their their kind of visual cues and that is carried through most of their materials on the flip side Monzo you know they've got a much much more different approach but they've got vibrant colours that kind of reappear as their theme throughout and It's no good designing a logo in isolation. So going out there and creating this really fantastic, simple um, icon that's got creative use of negative space. But then really the rest of the brand is so intricate and delicate and really flows smoothly. It's not going to work when it's paired up with everything. Mm -hmm. And so when you're designing a logo, uh, we'll often do this, is we'll have early developments of what else is going to accompany that logo. What's going to make that logo sing? What's it going to, um, you know, how's it going to, they going to be set on different backgrounds. There's a, there's a whole host of other creative elements that need to partner up with a logo that will help to make it a memorable icon or a, you know, a logo, if you like.
0: Yeah, there are any quick examples of that? like maybe describing a logo, but then what accompanies it? What types of things?
1: Um, I'm trying to, the, the good example, the best example for us is, is Access One, which I forget which episode it was in. That brand, not only did it have a very clean, bold logo, the accompanying style guide we worked up created a pattern that people, if they're working with the brand, would allow them to use this patterned shape to create graphics of their own, depending on what they were producing, that would reflect that identity. So it's hard for me to describe without showing an example, Um, but imagine abstract abstract shapes that we've given them, I guess, the template um, to create, brand materials with. Mm-hmm. And that means that things are consistent and consistency came up in, a, in an earlier episode, but that's the best example off the top of my head where a logo was designed, but the accompanying style guide really bolstered it and really gave it that coherent feel that we wanted.
0: Yeah. That might be one that a little teaser here that we do a separate episode to unpack some of the style guides because yeah. that's what comes to mind for me as as a person who's been able to follow the process the way you describe it. And I have visual cues in my own mind I can go to thinking about different brands we've done it for. Hmm. The way that you sat with with Scratchpad and then put together ideas with what's going to be, how it's going to be accompanied. And then how you bring it together in a presentation is, is what comes to mind that we may want to share with the listeners a few real-world yeah, examples because when you see them all, all the pieces come together in an actual logo. Like, oh, it makes sense. So that might help. Yeah, definitely. I think
1: that's a good shout. Watch out for that episode once we get that one planned. But that's a good, a good idea. And with that, Access One brand, Rory. The, the final point that I really want to bring in, or one of the last points, is when we have when we're designing the logo and when we're designing these identities strive to be different is what i would say and so with access one that's what they wanted and that's what we we did with them i don't have to go into that as a specific example now but with any logo if you can be different then that's a huge advantage um just you know in terms of doing it the right way um big ass fans there you go that's a they are, they're different. That's right. They straight, they, yeah, they, they were different in how they approached it. Um, I'm trying to now wrap my brain with other different brands. Can't think of any off the top of my head, but it's true. And you can be memorable in your own way. That's the important factor here with a brand and a logo. It's yours. We need to make it yours and understand what's going to make it look and feel you know, on point for your business. Right. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Good stuff, Dan. That was, that was fun. Unpacking this kind of last, this last step in designing a memorable logo. Yeah. And uh, everyone likes a logo.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, they brought a game
0: out, the logo game.
1: Right. don't know if you played it. (laughs) I haven't played it. it. Well, it's, it's really clever. So you take a logo and you take a, or you adjust a key a little part of that logo so you might take the words away or you might take a a chunk of it away and you still have to guess what that company is Hmm.
0: there we go And it's amazing we can record an episode of us playing the logo game and then yeah (laughs) i love it maybe watch me win or lose i don't know chances are lose to a guy like you (laughs) we'll see good (laughs) all right well thank you dan Thank you, Rory. It's been good. Yeah, and stay tuned. We'll be uh, sending out some information on this this current episode with some show notes for you guys to take a look at with some of the brands that we discussed. And then uh, be on the lookout for details for our next episode coming soon. Absolutely. Brilliant. Thanks, Rory. Thanks, Dino. As part of this mini-series, we're offering you the opportunity to evaluate the performance of your financial brand across three core areas. We'll be talking about brand strategy, brand growth, and your brand differentiator. That's right. We've developed a
1: scorecard and a scorecard that would give you a personalized report with insights into your brand's strengths and areas for improvement. And the report should help you better understand and optimize your brand strategy. It'll give you actionable insights that should propel your brand forward and ultimately drive the long-term growth and success that you seek. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes and get started.
0: If you'd like to learn more about customer and the work we're doing in financial marketing, branding, and growth, you can visit our website at customer.com. That's C-S-T-M-R.com. There you'll find information and resources and all kinds of tips and tactics that you can use to optimize your brand strategy for long-term success. We appreciate you joining us today and we look forward to diving deeper into the world of financial and fintech branding on a future episode. Stay tuned.